The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. It's time for Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. Here's your host, Brian Newton with Brandon Snide. Well, first of all, welcome to the show. We're getting right to it because uh, time is short tonight. But I am very excited that Brandon Snide decided, even though he has to be up early for Wisconsin's morning news, we're doing this a little <laughs> bit later. We're doing it on a Wednesday. Brandon is here. Uh, Brandon, thank you. Uh, boy, things didn't go well in Denver. Your prediction did not come true, and uh, the Packers have lost another one. What's your what's your initial take on this? Well, Brian, at least I showed up tonight. You know, unlike the Packers, who uh, did not show <laughs> did up not. on Sunday afternoon. Um, it looks like, you know, I told you last week that this was going to make or break their season and, you know, into the direction that it could go. Um, and I think certainly it's going to do that, especially with another upcoming, uh, tough matchup uh, on Sunday with the Vikings, uh, winning two games in a row now. Um, but you're, you're seeing the same things that we've kind of seen all year. And, and I talked about it on Wisconsin's morning news this week. I know a lot of people want to point the finger at Jordan Love, and, and, and there are some things that you can point the finger at him. But I, Brian, I really don't think he has a whole lot to work with. And uh, I was going to say that. That is, that is uh, misplaced blame. If people, are, if people yeah. are looking at Jordan Love and saying he's the problem, they are missing a lot of the picture. Because yeah. if you look back <laughs> at when Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers started, they didn't have great first seasons as starters either. The difference is... They were surrounded by a lot of mm -hmm. veteran players. Uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum, and it's starting to ring hollow at this point about being the youngest roster in the NFL. Well, okay, but if you're if you're putting your stock in a in a man to be your franchise quarterback, and Matt Lafleur is a hundred percent on board, there's no question. He says Justin uh, Jordan Love has shown him everything he needs, well, then you've got to give him the tools to work with because it's, it's not fair to him. It's not fair to the, to the team as a whole to go, well, we're just going to hang on, especially with the trade deadline coming next week. What do you, where do you fall on that? Yeah, you're at your spot on, Brian. Um, you, know, when you, went, you know, I think folks sometimes fail to realize that the Packers went 6-10 and 10 in that first year with Aaron Rodgers, and he was surrounded by a lot of good players. Right, like James yeah. Jones, Jordy Nelson was was in that year. Donald Driver, proven veterans, a solid offensive line. You know, a play caller that was you know had a, a good grasp on the offense, and he was kind of set up for success. Now they failed; they lost. You know, they lost more games than they won, but nonetheless, you know, he obviously had something to lean on. And then going into 2009, that next year, they you know they lose in the playoffs, but you could see the writing on the wall of what was to come. Sure. For this Packers team, I mean, when, you, when you're watching Jordan Love, I mean, he, he on, even on these quick intermediate routes, Brian, he, he doesn't have any time. He's got somebody in his face every play. Um, no. You look at Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, running to the same spot on the field. 
I mean, I, I don't know what you expect out of a quarterback, out of any quarterback, to, to do in that situation. And you could kind of understand a little bit now what Aaron Rodgers was harping on just last season where he was like, hey, we need veteran guys. I need Randall Cobb. You know, I need Alan Lazard. You know, these young guys are fine. However, you have to have a guy who's intellectually on the field with you on the same level and not taking anything away from Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson. If you add up the games that they've played, they're probably still in their rookie year, especially Christian Watson. Right. Christian Watson. He hasn't played really at all uh, this like season, say, maybe a Brandon, game or you know, a full game. That's not a slam on the young guys, but you can't no, go no, completely no. with a youth movement and expect to win in this league. No, and if that if there's a knock uh, on Brian Gunnikins, it would it would be that I could I could fully understand um, going into the season wanting to revitalize your roster. You didn't bring anybody back, Mercedes Lewis, Mason Crosby. I um, mean, you just wanted to completely go young, but at the same time, you're banking a lot on that in order to get a real evaluation on number ten. And if you are going to allow for that to happen, you need to make sure that these young guys, Romeo Dobb, Christian Watson, are ready to go, and they clearly are not. You know, the other thing that's frustrating when you watch these guys, and and yes, Jordan Love has made some bad throws, right? He's he's, sure. he's had a couple of interceptions where you're left scratching your head, but you see a guy out there who's who's just trying to make a play because nothing on the offense is working. The offensive line isn't able to block in the pass game, in the run game. Aaron Jones had 11 touches last game. He, he didn't practice again today. He's banged up still. So the run game isn't working. You're seeing a guy in Jordan Love that's just trying to get the offense to work. And, he's, you know, a lot of these receivers, too, is go up and make a play. Go back and make a play on the ball. You know, that right. last play uh, on Sunday, it was Samari Torrey. Yes, it was underthrown. Yes, it, it was slightly into double coverage. Make a play back to that ball. If it causes a defensive pass interference, you give your team, you know, pass interference is called right there. Your team, you, the Packers win that game. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian Watson against the, the Raiders. If he comes back to that ball and makes a play for the ball for Jordan Love, it's either number one going to be batted down or number two, it's going to be caught, you know, or, or, an inter, or a pass interference. These young guys got to understand that they got to play through contact, play through the ball and, and go up and make a play. Romeo Dobbs did it against New Orleans and it worked out pretty good, Brian. They went they came back and won that game when he caught that touchdown in the corner right. of the end zone, being aggressive at the point of attack and and for you know, they just haven't been now was that coaching? Uh maybe. You know, I I can't imagine that Matt LaFour is telling these guys to not go back and, and make a play. Uh but we just haven't seen it enough this year in Green Bay. Is it now you could say coaching, but you make a good point. That's I, they're not gonna neglect to tell these guys to do this. But is that where the rookies or young players versus veterans if you have some veteran receivers that have been doing this for years they are going to come back they are going to try to make those plays yeah absolutely and 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 that's what i think well i shouldn't say i think we know that's why aaron Rodgers was so adamant about having you know his guys on the team as much as we you know we're a little annoyed with with it and we wanted to see the development of these young guys he also you could understand why a veteran quarterback wanted guys where he knew like hey Look, you know, we're, 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 I'm a human. Like, I'm not going to make every, every throw is not going to be perfect, right? Like, right. you're going to have to adjust. Um, and you're seeing a lot of these guys just kind of let the ball go. Romeo Dobbs has had some terrible drops. Uh, thankfully, one of them popped into Jaden Reed's hands for a touchdown in Denver. Should have been caught. He had a back shoulder one on the on the sideline that should have been caught. So, you know, I, you feel for Jordan Love because yes, he's he, again he's made some mistakes, but. 
if you point out to the offensive side of the ball, Brian, and you're like, you know, if you're a defensive coordinator and I'm like, who do you fear on that offense? There is nobody because nobody has stepped up to take ownership of that offense outside of Jordan Love making plays with his feet and, and, and doing what he can. But, you know, if you turn on the tape and you watch the All-22 and, and you listen to these guys, J.T. O'Sullivan on YouTube is a great one. Uh, Kurt Warner today was out there defending Jordan Love because he goes, look, there's there, – he pointed out two throws that Jordan Love shouldn't have made in that whole game, Brian. Two throws. I mean, keep in mind, he, yeah, that's he was not 21 many. of 31. That's not many. Uh, with 31 pass attempts, that's not many. And this is an all-pro Hall of Fame quarterback saying this. There's not much he's able to work with. Now, again, I think it's a little bit of everything, right? It's the, it's the blocking up front, sure. right? It's Jordan Love's progressions. It's not able to run the ball. If you're running a play-action fake and, and the defense knows you can't run the ball, nobody's going to bite on it. Right, and we, you and I have talked about this for many times. This offense is predicated through being able to run the football. If you're not able to run the football, a lot of what you do on the, in the passing game falls to the wayside. So, well, and an, you know, another thing we've talked about a lot is uh, the first half. The problems in the first half. And Monday at his press conference, Matt Lafleur basically said, "Yeah, some of that, uh, some of that might be my play calling in the first half." I'm sure. like, "Well, then if you know that, and things are going better in the second half." Why not make that adjustment? It's in, you're the guy who's who has the power to make that adjustment. Well, and the other thing that caught my mind, you know, caught my head, and I don't know if you caught this as well. He's talking about the opening drive where they had two run plays, uh, but the defense was in base, right? They were in their three, right. four base, and the offense had no check, Brian, to get out of it. None. Like, None at all. Like, is that preparation? Is that, you know, are you anticipating they're not going to be in base? Even if you're not anticipating that they're not going to be in base, are you not, how do you not have something designed within that play call to get out of it and, and get a quick throw out? I mean, you know, if you're in base and you got a one-on-one with Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs, I would take that more times, you know, than running, you know, right. into the teeth of the defense with a banged up Aaron Jones and, 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 a, and AJ Dillon, although AJ Dillon, to his credit, had a great game on Sunday. He was the leading receiver, I believe, and in leading rusher. So he had, yeah, pretty good game. But you know what yeah, I mean? Like you need a lot somebody, of it, though. Like, you need somebody else. Yeah, it, it, it's a a chaotic mess. I mean, it, it really is. And, and and I know the finger pointed is easy to the quarterback, but these are some of the same issues that Aaron Rodgers had uh, in his last last year in Green Bay with with going to the youth you know side of things. And obviously, he still had some veterans here, but he knew like, hey. It's great. You want to run these, you know, you, these young guys out. I liked it too at the beginning of the year. I can't lie to you, um, but now you're kind of seeing their progress isn't necessarily moving in the direction that it needs to. It's perfectly fine if you want to go youth movement, and we can use you and I have, like you said, we've talked about it enough about the the youngest roster in the NFL. But at some point, that excuse again, that's going to fall down. Yeah, you have to show in, progress. In week eight, that's that's not really working. Brandon Snyde is here. You hear him every morning on Wisconsin's Morning News. Uh, it's Tundra Talk. Brandon, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask about the trade deadline and if you think the Packers are going to make any moves. And if they don't, what that says to this team. So we'll get to that and a whole lot more. It's Tundra Talk, WTMJ Nights. It is Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. I'm Brian Noonan. Brandon Snide joins me every week. You hear him every morning on the Wisconsin's Morning News doing the sports. Uh, you were back. 
keeping the kids out of your room on Sunday, watching this uh, disaster in Denver <laughs> as the Packers lost nineteen seventeen. All right, we've 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 talked about not a lot of progress on either side of the ball really for the first seven weeks. Uh, the trade deadline's coming up. If the Packers don't do anything to bring in either some veteran linemen or some receiver or some help for Jordan Love, what kind of message does that send to the team that we're just, uh, are we throwing in the towel? Are we just going to take whatever we get? And we've talked about this, but where does that, where does that leave Jordan Love as far as getting a fair look in his first season as a starter? Yeah, that's that's a great uh, great point there, Brian. I first off, I you know I think everything's going to kind of depend on how Sunday goes. I know we've kind of been pushing this like, well, if they win Sunday, if they lose Sunday, right? Um, but if you lose Sunday, which you know I anticipate they're going to lose Sunday, right. that puts you down to uh, two and five. You know, you're you're well out of reach for the division, uh, and the playoffs become even um, bleaker. At, you know, at, at that. So I think you're 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 probably looking at a team that isn't going to go anywhere. And I also think you're looking at a team that's not going to make a move um, because I think they're going to, first off, they haven't, they've been in conversations before, you know, Will Fuller sure. a couple of years ago. Um, you know, there, there's been conversations. Brian Gutekinds is really good about always being in the mix, you know, always in the conversation with whoever else is on the trade deadline. But, you know, if you, if you're going out to acquire, let's say a receiver, for example, Brian, and you bring him in, and it's week nine, you know, week 10, how much are you truly, you know, putting him in, getting him into the offense to where it's going right. to make a difference, right? I think you're going to look at a team that's going to stand pat. Uh, they don't necessarily have a whole lot of trade assets as far as players. They, Jair Alexander, they're not going to trade. He's dealing with a back injury. David Bakhtiari is not going to get traded. He's dealing with a knee injury. Um, you know, outside of those two big names, like, you don't really have players that you're looking to get off the books because they're going to lose right now. I believe there's 61, $63 million of dead money on their books. So obviously that flips next year. So you're in a better position next year. I think right. they're just going to take their lumps this year, Brian. I don't anticipate a move to be made. I think they're going to ride it out. I truly think they think that they can figure it out. And, and that's the anticipation going into uh, to the Minnesota game here this Sunday. Matt LaFleur talked about it. On Monday, he said he thinks that they're closer to breaking out of it than fans realize. So, I guess you know what does that mean? Is that a week? Is it two, three? I mean, we, we fans feel like and we everybody else. Let's be honest. We feel like I feel like we have this conversation every week. When you play the Raiders and you play the Broncos, it's, to me, that's two good weeks where you could get things kind of going, but you're unable yeah. to do it. So the schedule is only going to get tougher. So I, I don't know exactly where that's going to go, but. You know, to go back to your point, um, I think I think Jordan Love, no matter what, no matter what happens, unless the Packers get a top three pick, Jordan Love is going to get this year, and he's going to get next year. And I know he's only guaranteed eleven games. You know, the remaining eleven games and next year is not promised, but I think he's going to get another year, unless, of course, the Packers land into the top three, which is very possible in the draft position, and are able to get a guy like Caleb Williams or Drake may, you know, then obviously that might change the outlook right. for the quarterback position going forward. But I, I believe when they extended Jordan love, they told him, Hey, two years, you're going to take it. Uh, we're going to evaluate you. I know Mark Murphy, Mark Murphy was quoted saying uh, that he was, you know, by week eight, you should see what Jordan love has. I don't think they anticipated everything, like literally everything falling apart. 
yeah, in the season. And, and I'm not just talking about on the field. I mean, they can't. I mean, Brian, they can't get healthy. Right. They, now, two I was guys going to say with all the injuries. <laughs> I get it. I get all those, those. Those are all good points. The injuries are val is are a valid point to look at and go. Okay, this is not uh, this is not helping. But um, if I'm glad to hear you say that you don't think unless unless they can grab one of those top quarterback prospects that they're going to give Jordan Love another another year just because I know it's football I know there's no you know uh, there's no guarantees but it's like this guy waited so long and then you finally <laughs> you finally give him his sh- his shot and he's surrounded by other new players the team is plagued with injuries his left tackle is out the entire year it it's like, man, could anything else line up more against him? Nothing, and, and, and I mean this wholeheartedly, nothing has been fair since Jordan Love has been drafted into the NFL. Brian, nothing. He was yeah. drafted into a, a situation where he was hated from day one. You know, he was drafted into a, a place where he knew he wasn't going to play. He was drafted into a place that, you had two legends, and you're talking about like real serious NFL icons. One of them, you could argue, is the greatest ever at the position. And now he's supposed to fill into that role, and not only, like you said, do that, you're going to do it with people that just aren't ready to be on the field full time. And not only that, just aren't healthy to be on I mean, Christian. I love Christian Watson. I think Christian Watson has all the tools in his belt to become a top end wide receiver within the National Football League. He just cannot stay on the football field. And your availability is the best asset, you know, as, as far as, as playing goes, you know, and he just hasn't been able to do it. And he went out Sunday, he, he practiced today, so he should be good to go for the Sunday game against Minnesota. But, man, I mean, when a guy, like you said, when a guy, and, and, and on the other side, like he has a defense where, yeah, they're, they're allowing, you know, 17, 18 points to be scored but they're allowing seven plays per, you know, or seven yards per play. I mean, it's just, right. you know, he doesn't have anything going for him. And, and from the top down, right, from the top down, from general manager Brian Gutekind's not going out and addressing maybe a veteran or two into that receiver room or that tight end room, Mercedes Lewis would probably do dividends right now uh, on this team, especially with Rasheed Walker just struggling at the left tackle position. Yeah. Before we let you go, uh, Tommy has been itching to ask you a question, Brandon. Well, I didn't it, know Tommy was in today. What you talked to me, right? I thought that you got that right. <laughs> I, um, okay, I know this is tundra talk, so it's mostly football, but it relates a little bit to so it's football. Really all football, yes, it's, it's exclusively football. That's <laughs> what we tried. That's what we tried. But there was a little bit of news today. I want Brandon's opinion first and right. foremost on it. Uh oh, Craig, Craig Council interviewing with. The New York Mets today, or has got granted permission to interview with the New York Mets today. With the way the season is going now for Green Bay, who is more likely to be in Wisconsin next year coaching, Matt LaFleur or Craig Council? Oh, it's a, a great question, but it's an easy answer. Matt LaFleur. Yeah, Matt LaFleur is not going. I think Craig Council has. But if they end up in those top of... three spots, like you say, I would say Matt LaFleur's I, G- job is very hot. It don't, to me, it don't matter. It's hard to find a quarterback, a coach that has led a team in three seasons to 13 or more wins. And I know Aaron Rodgers is a big part of that. But keep in mind, he helped resurrect Aaron Rodgers' career uh, prior to him coming to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers was, was uh, struggling a bit. I know he was injured a few of those years. But 
Uh, Craig Council, I think, is looking for that next uh, phase in his life. I think he's looking to either take a step back from managing. And I know he's interviewing uh, with New York. I love the, the term interviewing. He's probably having dinner with David Stearns, and it's more of a recruiting trip than it is uh, an interview. If it's Craig, if Craig wants a job, he can have it. Um, but I think Craig has not only has he exceeded expectations in Milwaukee, I believe, and I'll talk about this tomorrow morning as well, I think he's done as much as, he's could, as he could in Milwaukee, given the resources that he's been given. I, I don't think he can do it. Any, I don't think he can take him any farther than what he has. You know, you're a couple plays in 2018 from going to the World Series. I don't think you can replicate that again uh, without going on like a crazy streak of just sheer luck, um, given the, you know, what the ownership has given him to work with. Malafor is going to ride out with Brian Gunnikins. They're going to get this year and they're going to get next year. Guaranteed. I, I, it won't as bad as green Bay might be this year. At some point, somebody up in that in 1265 Lombardi had to have this figured out. Like, yeah, it's probably going to be a struggle this year. We're not anticipating competing for a division title or a playoff or definitely not a Super Bowl. So it's a, it's a, it's a, they don't want to call it a rebuilding year in green Bay. You're not the youngest roster in the NFL. <laughs> If you're not and rebuilding. not rebuilding, <laughs> right. it, it, it's just not, it's not happening. So uh, to answer your question, Tommy, it was a phenomenal question. Uh, it's going to be Matt LaFleur. It won't be, it'll be, it'll be Matt LaFleur before it's Craig Council. Craig Council, I think has, he wants to get paid and move on to maybe a different job or he's going to retire and, and, and go watch his kids play college ball. See, Tommy doesn't ask a question unless he's ready, unless he's locked and loaded with a good one. <laughs> All right, Brandon, you already, you already, intimated that you believe that the Vikings will win on Sunday. How much will the Vikings win by? Well, you're looking at a defense that's coming into Lambeau, Brian, that has blitzed the opposing quarterbacks 50 uh, more times than the next team in the NFL. So Brian Flores there in Minnesota, the defensive coordinator, he's going to bring it uh, as my guess, because there's no other reason not to uh, on Jordan Love. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty rough. Minnesota's they won their last two, just played on Monday night. I think they came out of that game relatively healthy. Jordan Addison was banged up, but I think he's good to go. Obviously, there's no Justin Jefferson, but the Packers might not have anybody in the secondary um, with two more safeties headed to the IR. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, Minnesota's going to probably get into the 30s. Green Bay is going to struggle to score. I just, until, I'm, until I've seen otherwise, Brian, I just, I can't. I can't lean, you know, and, I, and I've been on this very program predicting the Packers wins for almost yes, every have. week. So, I, you know, I got I to gotta put the homer uh, bias aside and, and, and lean with the Vikings 34 or 13. I just – I hate to do that, um, but it's just, it's just been that type of year uh, for the Packers. And, and, and I, you know, we don't know who's not going to play Sunday. It's only Wednesday. Aaron Jones right. did not practice again today. He's, he's sore – Christian Watson did. Josh Myers didn't practice. So it's it's a mess. It's a mess, Brian, right now. So I don't even know if they know who their starting five on the offensive line is. You might not have Aaron Jones on Sunday. Even if you have Aaron Jones, that's been proven not to really matter. So until otherwise, I just I, I see Green Bay struggling to score the ball. And, and Minnesota, give 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 Craig uh, give Kirk Cousins credit um, against that Niners defense. He looked really really good. Yeah. So yeah, he did. They're, they're coming in. They're coming in feeling good. You know, I, I know Tausch was on our program talking about, well, he thinks it's going to be the other way around. I just don't see it. I don't, unless something clicks and, and happens. Yeah, I just, I don't see it. Listeners, they get snowed in, maybe. 
Maybe the Vikings must, can't must make the, game the trip. Get, yeah. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. We all, we all knew this was going to happen. You know, we, we thought things would, you know, maybe be a little bit different, but I think if yeah. this team was healthier, it probably would be, but it's just, it's just not been in, in the works for them this year. So, and so his okay. phone is safe. Another week is what we're hearing. He's yes. anticipating the loss. Well, listen, yes, we're going to, uh, we're going to talk next week. Maybe we'll be talking on a brighter note. Uh, but uh, either way, we have a good time. And you can hear Brandon every morning on Wisconsin's Morning News. You can hear him every week here with us, uh, giving up his time to talk a little Tundra talk. Brandon, go get some sleep. We'll be listening tomorrow morning. And uh, next week, we'll we'll see what happens. Brighter days are ahead, Brian. Thank you. Sure, Thanks for having of me. Course. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. All right. Uh, let's take a little break, do a little business. And we'll be back. It's WTMJ Nights. Hey, how are you? It's Brian Noonan. It's WTMJ Nights. Yeah, we're here. I know it's, uh, we got a little late. There was the uh, Bucks special with Justin. And then we got, uh, that, was a, that was a change in Brandon since over the last uh, seven weeks. You know, he's he, he is a huge supporter of the Packers and uh, to hear him even starting to say oh boy this is uh this is not good not good nice question though Tommy you did very well I like that you tied in baseball and football well you know I surprising move I I do I do all this stuff you do you're very talented I don't know is is Justin still sitting in there with you yeah yeah he is so so (laughs) gotta gotta make it look like I'm trying yeah we gotta give you gotta give you some props so that he knows what's happening. Um, this is all right. We we're not doing a drive-through window tonight, but this is a story about uh, well, two things. One, the restaurant that I think uh, messed up their name by taking donuts out of it. But over the years, we've heard all of these lawsuits about people suing fast food places because something spilled on them, or they found something in their sandwich, and all that other crazy stuff. Well, today. An Atlanta woman, I saw the headline and I lost my mind. An Atlanta woman receives $3 million over severe coffee burns after settling a Duncan lawsuit. And I thought, oh, it's another one of these frivolous lawsuits. Yeah, then it pays to read. That's that's the key, because the headlines will get you. Turns out this 70-year-old woman suffered third-degree burns after coffee spilled on her. She was at a drive-thru of a Duncan. Or, Tommy, you know, I still call it Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. Because that's You're a denier. what it's called. Yeah. Well, that's what they serve, donuts and coffee. Now, they, yeah, they have bagels and all that other stuff. But let's be honest, donuts. Was it last week? Right upstairs in our fine uh, break room, there were boxes from Dunkin'. You know what was in them? Donuts. All right. Nothing else. You're going to be behind the curve on this one. Everyone's going to be calling it Dunkin', and you're going to... Have to correct yourself, and you're going to be that guy. You know what? You know the other guy I'll be, the guy who doesn't go to Dunkin'. <laughs> okay. That's the guy I'll be. All right, Starbucks I speak only. With my dollars, Tommy. I let my I let my voice be, and I'm sure I'm sure right now corporate at Dunkin' is like what? Noonan's not coming in. Uh, well, that's what it happened. is. It is one half of the drive-through window endorsed. <laughs> I'm not saying if the I, listen. I still took a donut last week, but I took it because it was say it with me now a donut. All right. Anyway, this woman 
uh, got burned all over. Uh, horrible. It fell onto her lap. Uh, it burned her skin because the Duncan employee did not put the cap on the cup. So there's the difference. If you take the cup and drive away and then spill it on yourself, you're kind of a dork. But if they don't, and this has happened, this has happened to me with pop sometimes at the drive-thru. I'm sure it's happened to other people. So they had to pay out $3 million to this woman. Uh, her attorney, getting a slam in, her attorney said, America may run on Duncan, but our client had to learn to re-walk or relearn how to walk due to the severity of her burns. I was like, ooh, that's a, talk about burns. There's one right at Duncan. Um, said the burns were so severe she spent weeks in the burn unit of a hospital, and uh, her medical bills amounted to over $200,000. So this is one of those lawsuits... I got to give it to them. I, you know, that's that one makes sense. If you can't train your people to make sure that lid is on, because even if, even if you're in anywhere where you fill up your own pop, don't you always check the lid just to make sure before you pick it up? Because I tend to grasp. Uh, who in Wisconsin says pop? I don't know. Pretty much everybody but you, obviously, Texter. Um, what do you say, Tommy? I, I do say soda. We were actually just talking about, yeah, Justin's also a soda guy. All right, listen. I grew up saying pop. No, I, I 100% understand that everywhere around us says pop, but I would say a majority of people in Wisconsin say soda. Well, okay. You got me. I wasn't born and raised in Wisconsin. No, no. I I knew what you were no, talking not about. You. I've, I've never, and I've never claimed to be born and raised in Wisconsin. I did start saying so to when I lived in California because that's all anybody said. So, you know. All right. A soda texter. Is that, does, it, does, it change the, does it change the story for you? Does it change the point? Uh, if you're getting your sodi or sodi pop, don't you always check if the lid's what on? What if it's Dunkin' Sodas? I would. It, if it was a Dunkin' Soda and she burned herself, then something's in the uh, lines. That how how do you there. even pass this coffee out without the lid on it? That doesn't make I any sense. No, the lid was just like, the lid's just... Uh, was the lid not on properly or they it handed it... properly. Okay, okay. Then I guess I understand that. From what it sounded like is it was just handing it an no, open just top an open coffee. It just kind of tossed it at her? Right. That, look at this. Ah! That's where no. I was, the disconnect from that one. I'm yeah. sorry. The lid to the coffee cup was not put on correctly. Okay. All right. And that happens That happens because sometimes the the rim of the cardboard cup is a little mushed up and it doesn't quite fit. Right. The, the heat makes it lid. pop off a little bit. Yep. So you got, you're, you're, on the, uh, you're on the hook if you're passing a hot coffee out a window, you know. If you get it and everything's cool and you're just, you know, a dribbler and you dribble some coffee on yourself, that's not Duncan's fault or Duncan Donuts' fault. Blech, Duncan. Um, somebody said Jackie Childs would be happy with that settlement versus what Kramer did to him. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, so that is uh, that's uh, Duncan Donuts, and it I'd say it serves them right for uh, you know changing their name, but what are you gonna do? Tommy, are you gonna be at uh, gonna be at your mom's handing out candy next Tuesday? No, you're gonna be, or are you gonna be here with me? Uh, I think I'm back here next Tuesday. Yes, because I know I'm filling in for Matt a couple of days here. Uh, but I am a, I I was a candy handout person for much longer than I did the whole trick or treating. I had that conversation I think with you last week. 
Well, I, I was just wondering if you were going to be there, and I was going to warn you, if you were going to be at home passing out the candy, uh, there's a warning from an ER nurse who bills herself on TikTok as Emergency Room Emily. And she she told us the three things that we should not be giving out to people. So I wanted to pass this on because I don't want you to be that house where you're giving out a treat that you think is wonderful and it turns out to be deadly. So uh, the first one is dum-dums. You know those little suckers that oh, you yeah, get like if yeah. you go to the dentist or the doctor's Mystery office? Mystery flavor and the root beer and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, those are great. Who doesn't love a dum-dum? They're about the size of them, you know, a little bigger than one of the big marbles. Not supposed to give those out. You know why? Oh, no, I do not. Oh, see? Suddenly, uh, suddenly we got it. Because they are about the same size as a young child's windpipe. Okay. Work, work as basically a plug. Just plug up that kid's windpipe. That's a way to ruin your Halloween. The only, the only benefit of that, or the only thing that could, you know, you can reach in and grab the stick if your child's choking and just pop that baby out. But if it gets too far down, so don't give out dum-dums. If you're going to give out a sucker on Halloween, it's got to be something bigger, like a Tootsie Pop, which was a uh, popular pass out at the Noonan home when I was a youngster. Uh, or maybe a Charms Blow Pop. Or back in the day, they just had the charm suckers. If you're going to go sucker, that's the uh, that's the kind of sucker. Where do you fall on the Tootsie Pop, Tommy? Uh, yeah, I'm not really... Suckers didn't really do it for me. More of a sour candy if I was going to have candy. Even chocolate, like, it, it takes a specific one for me. Like, I'm not really a fan of Snickers, but I like Milky Ways kind of thing. Aren't they basically the same? No, I'm, Milky they're Way not. Milky Way dark chocolate, and there's no nuts. Correct. But the, isn't the caramel and the nougat the same? No, nougat's more Three Musketeers, which also not really my thing. I don't like, the, I don't like that either. What about you, Justin still there? Where's he fall on a Tootsie Pop? He's got no comment on Tootsie Pops, no he comment said. On no comment on Tootsie no, Pop? Yeah, there a must be a built- memory down there we don't really need to get to. I was going to say, the man makes his living with hot takes. He must have he just a no huge a windpipe, pop. I guess, if a Tootsie Pop got stuck there. so That would be horrible. I would be, uh, well, I, I hope I didn't trigger him. Let's just put it that way. I want every, I want this show to be a safe space for everybody, especially people who call Soda Pop. Myself, I want this show to be a safe space. We for accept you. Thank you. I, I feel seen. I don't even know what that means, but people say it, it drives me crazy. Um, but, all right, so no dum-dums. You're also not supposed to give out peanut butter. Oh, that makes no sense. No Reese's? Yep. Sorry. No. Stop it. Um, here's the thing. If your child has an allergy, look at their candy before they you let them eat it. That's all. But uh, according to emergency room Emily... One out of every 40 kids in the U.S. is allergic to peanut butter. That's 2.5% of the children. Eh, I'll take that gamble. Um, you know, Again, if your children have an allergy, I, I understand that, but it's trick-or-treat time. So it's up to you as the parent to look at their bag. Number three is nuts. Uh, because kids can be allergic to nuts. I'm not giving out payday candy bars this year, so that's good news for anybody who comes to the house. But uh, I think my, I, in fact, I'm positive that my big mixed bag does have Reese's in there. So be warned, people. 
Come to my house. I'll be sitting back drinking pop, handing out peanut butter cups. Sipping on your Dunkin' Donuts coffee. That's right. I got pop and Dunkin' Donuts coffee and candy that could kill a child. It's all about being scary on Halloween. Do you remember? Somebody somebody uh, responded to Emergency Room Emily saying uh, you should just give out a toothbrush and toothpaste. Have you ever got? I've gotten those before. Uh, and I, I will. Oh, gosh. My, my mother hands out pretty terrible items sometimes oh. for Halloween, and we've been the toothbrush house. Oh, uh, what what is is your mother in the dental care field? Absolutely not. No, no. Just actually, she likes to be the unique, different one more than anything. And really? yeah, it's we've handed out little toys. Uh, you know, she also doesn't really want candy in the house more than anything. I think. Okay. How much toilet paper have you uh, rec- uh, received on your tree? Well, she's also crazy, so they wouldn't do that either. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. That's very good. Uh, I remember getting the toothbrush and toothpaste. Pennies are always the worst. We used to get some pennies. Uh, we got prayer cards. My daughter got a couple prayer books in our old neighborhood. Uh, just horrible. If you don't want to participate, that's good. Just turn your porch light off and don't answer the door. Uh, 414 handing out the good old popcorn balls. Not homemade, I've heard you just do the whole take one bowl trick and then never fill up the bowl. Oh. So that kind of makes it look like you tried and all the kids took it already. That's right. You can bl- Well, my mom does that now because she goes to my brother's with my nieces for Halloween and she sits on their porch and gives out their candy. So she puts the bowl out and she said the other day, she goes, yeah, one year I put the sign. Now I'm like, if they want to take it all, let them take it all. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Who knows? All right, we got to take a break, Tommy. What are you doing? Let me yammer on like a psychopath. We got to take a break and then uh, we'll come back. We'll do some more. Sure, we will. It's WTMJ Nights. I'm so glad to know you. All right, we got some clarification on the popcorn balls. They are uh, individually wrapped and uh, pre packaged. I haven't had a popcorn ball. I can't even remember the last time I had a popcorn ball. I might have been a young child. Hot take on popcorn balls, Tommy? They're disgusting, so no. That's why I haven't eaten one in that's why I haven't eaten one since I was a child. Cotton candy, though, that's a childhood treat that I would go after any time. I knew that about you. I remember you saying I that. I yeah. love it. I love it. All right, listen, we're uh, we're done. We I can we can work about fifty minutes a night. Seriously. That's that's all we have in us. Tommy's been here a lot longer and he's you gotta be here till what, three AM? No, midnight. Oh, midnight. All right. Not bad. Off by a few hours. Make me a liar for 180 minutes. That's yeah, min- uh, 3 a.m. Sorry. Brian knows what we're doing here. <laughs> See, I know this is what happens when you get around Justin. You get all full of yourself. No, you he was out. He was out of the room. He's out of the room. You get that sports guy energy. That's what happens. You get the sports show energy, and then, oh, man, I know how it works. I don't, I'm not throwing shade. I'm not angry at it. I just uh, I recognize it. Game recognizes game. Let me just put it that way for you. Tom. You know, don't don't hate the player, hate the game, right? I oh man, I love the player. Not a fan of the game. All right, speaking of games, we'll be back to play more games on Friday. Uh, Tommy, you'll be here Friday. I will. I'll be here Friday, six o'clock. Justin Justin will be doing something tomorrow. He'll be uh, with the Bucks. But have a wonderful night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the program. News comes your way right after this on WTMJ.